Darth Vader criticized for hoarding all the ventilators. That's right. Hey there, this is uh, Russ Salerno. I am the uh, one of the hosts of the show. This is The Winding Road Home, and welcome to the show, now available on demand on all major podcast platforms, including the very one you're listening to. Uh, along with me today is my lovely wife, Yvette. Thank you very much. Hello. How's it going? <clears throat> we had a long, I haven't seen you all We day. have a long, yeah, we're in separate parts of the house all day long in our little COVID quarantine, and... Um, uh, Wuhan China virus quarantine, as as I like to say, because that's where it came from. We're not in separate areas of the house because we're quarantining from each other. We're just working in different areas. That's right. That's right. That, that's right. Um, so and we have a special guest on the show, don't we, today? We do. Yeah. Uh, I. This is one of my. In fact, he's my favorite, favorite, most favorite dad in the whole world. He's my dad. Russ Salerno is going to be going to be joining us. Um, yeah. So Darth Vader. Um, it, apparently, uh, according to Babylon B, which is a satire site, uh, of course, this is a joke, but isn't it funny that they said that Darth Vader is hoarding all the ventilators? I think that's a good one. I kind of like that. <clears throat> anyway. He does um, sound like he has quite the breathing problem. Yeah, it's a perfect thing. And I think, that, like, yeah. He's like walking around all day with a sleep apnea machine, I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we are grateful that you take a moment out of your day to listen to the show. It means a great deal to us. We love you guys. Um, we definitely appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the podcast. One of the benefits of subscribing to the podcast is that you get a notification, let, it, let you know when the new show is is uh, has gone live. And another great reason is because you get to rate us and you get to give us five-star ratings. And you get to. Yeah, you, you, you must give us five-star ratings. <laughs> That's must. another uh, Star Wars uh, uh, that's the Jedi mind. That is the that is the yes, rating you these, want to give us. These are the ratings <laughs> we're looking for. So um, yeah, so if you would um, rate us, um, you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as contact us via email at thewindingroadhome at gmail dot com. Uh, <clears throat> and as always, we want to thank um, all the servicemen and women for protecting. Um, our country and providing us with the freedom, uh, freedoms that we enjoy, including doing this show. So uh, without further ado, um, I want to um, introduce my dad, Russ Salerno Sr. Russ, dad, Mr. Hi there. Yeah, so officially on this show, dad, I think I'm going to be Bubba because that's my nickname and I don't want the audience to confuse two Russes. Right? That I mean, sounds good to me. Yeah. So I'll I'll be I'll be, um, I'll be Russ and you be Bubba. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'll get confused. Yeah, you'll get confused. Um, yeah. Hey, we, no. By the way, we have a and we mentioned this on the on the on the show not too long ago, but we have a a, a mutual a mutual friend, one of your friends that knows uh, Chuck Norris personally, right? And um, he um, he was exposed to the coronavirus, and so now the coronavirus is under quarantine for at least fourteen days because Chuck Norris was ex was he in a movie called Quarantine? No, it's just anything that he you know you know Chuck Norris touches, pretty much. He 
karate chops it away. Yeah, he okay. can. He's he's got I his just own. He wasn't quite following. Yeah, special powers. Yeah. For everybody so, else that didn't get that, I just needed to clarify. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So um, Dad, great to have you on the show. Um, I, I do want to quickly talk about um, really, really super fast. Um, the installation techniques of toilet paper we've discussed before. My thought was that we, that, that you just have it available. You like it over or under. Have you changed your mind now that there's a shortage of toilet paper vet? Well, temporarily, just, just as long as we have it. Yes. So, so that's, but if you yeah. put it on, on the dispenser, it needs to be over. Just right. Say and just but say right and now you just like to have it. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's good. I just, I just wanted to clarify. So, uh, we have a lot to talk about, um, and uh, when we come back, we're going to get started. It's um, it is uh, pretty crazy times, and we'll talk about a little bit, of, a little bit of it. And uh, what does the Bible say about some of this stuff too? What's 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 God saying about all this? Be right back. All right, so we joked around about the Darth Vader thing and in masks and everything, but in all seriousness, um, effective Friday uh, tomorrow, it looks like um, you're required to wear a mask in New York. Like you have to. That's just going to be the way it is. Um, Dad, what's what's going on down in Florida? Anything uh, special like that going on? I don't believe you're required to wear them, but most there's a lot of people that are wearing them. I went to a wholesale house yesterday, and by the way, I got toilet paper. Nice. And uh, so jealous. Probably ninety-eight, maybe ninety-nine percent of the people were wearing masks. Okay, ninety that many. That many. Wow. But but can we're you not share with that us? Up. Can you share with us the best looking mask that you've seen? Uh, uh -oh. I think I think I got a good one. Uh, it's not my favorite team, but your aunt Wanda uh, made me one that is a Florida State Seminole mask. All right, I know it'll make the Gators bad, but it's a cool-looking Seminole mask. Yeah, I, I think that's that's going to be the next thing. I, I really and that's I, I really believe that designer masks are going to be in. Whether they're safe or not, I think the. If people have to wear them, they'd much rather look cool rather than really know whether they're truly pass a certain test. Of course, the government might step in and regulate masks now. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty cool that she made one for it. By the way, it's uh, isn't it Uncle Bobby's birthday was yesterday, right? Yes. yes. So, Uncle Bobby yeah. is 72 years old. 72 Ooh, years happy old. Happy birthday, Uncle Bobby. Well, this is a shout out to, to Uncle Bobby. Happy birthday. 72. Say it's your birthday. Yeah. Sorry. You, you want to? No. You want to? Okay. <clears throat> Zip it. Um, so, so you're not required, but 98%, um, that's, that's almost everybody. Like up here. Well, I, I do have to admit that when at between eight and nine in the morning, it was seniors hour. Okay. You know, so there were basically seniors going in there. So All the right. seniors are paying attention. That, yeah. I don't know what the younger folks are doing, but uh, definitely the seniors were paying attention. 
Well, I mean, I think, you know, they're, they're more at risk. So it makes sense um, that after we heard that it brings everything into perspective, right? You've got some, uh, you, you've added some dimension, uh, another dimension to the 98%. Because up here, <clears throat> if I had to roll everybody up into one, I would say 30%, maybe, if that. Some days it's probably more like 50, but it just depends on what. We haven't been to a lot of places. It seems really odd, though, when you see people. And then how are you going to, how do you separate, like, a, a bank robber versus, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to know who's who. And used to be if you were wearing a mask, that was. Well, they're wearing ski masks. I want, it's just, but yeah, but still, people are covering their faces now. Um, maybe this is, I don't know. I it's It's just strange to me. It seems really, really odd. Now, if the government mandates that you wear one, like they say, you have to every time you walk out the door. How do you how do you feel about that? Is that overreach? You think? I I think uh, if the government told you to do it, uh, you, I probably wouldn't like it, and I probably wouldn't do it all the time where somebody from the government would see me. But I, you know, if I'm in an area where I need to wear it, and if I don't wear it, there's consequences then I guess I'd think about wearing it. Yeah. Kind of like speeding. You know, you you got you got a, a speed limit, and you go over the speed limit, you're going to get a ticket. No no mask, you get mm -hmm. a ticket. I don't agree with it, but that's that may be coming. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely obvious that, um, and I think this is one of the dangers of this situation, is giving up our freedoms and our liberties to... The government just, I mean, just handing them over. I mean, I understand if there, if there's something that the government feels they need to do to protect us, but I think that, um, you know, you gotta be, you, you know, that it's, it's like the government telling us, well, taking guns away from us is gonna, is gonna save lives when we know that guns don't kill people, people kill people. So, you know, that's it. That's a, that's overstepping their boundaries there. Uh, um, so it's going to get interesting. There's a good article in the wall street journal today, in fact, about how the coronavirus is eroding our privacy and how government's using technology to track and monitor, um, our movements. And during this pandemic, there was an interesting, uh, cluster of, um, charts that show the, um, the movement patterns of people in different countries and how they've, you know, whether they've, actually stayed at home or not. And the countries with the least movement um, are the countries that were most impacted by the, uh, by the virus. Now, is that causation or correlation? Don't know yet, but um, I, I, you know, I, I, I would tend to think that, um, I mean, so Italy was hit real hard and their, and their movement, their citizens movement dropped by like 30%. And I think ours was like, I think ours dropped like seven or eight percent or something like that. So we we've definitely slowed down, but um, individual movement, like in, like tracking you by your by your Google Google phone, like you're you're pinging from your phone. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, the you know the the surveillance of the people. Well, you hear about that all the time. You hate it, uh, but I just hear it more and more. I can't prove anything, but uh, you know even devices in your house, you know, your computers. And I mean, it's just crazy oh, yeah. if they're doing that. Well, I mean, you, you know, the, the, 
the, the, the devices like the Amazon Alexa and all these devices, I mean, they're listening to you. They're, they're collecting your information all the time. I mean, your phone, you're, it's, right. you know, we're, you're no longer private. It's, you know, we're, we're, you know, everything you do and you don't even have to, some people say, well, I'm not going to get a cell phone. I'm going to go, I'm going to go off the grid. Um, unless you're planning on spending cash. Cause if, if you're using a credit card there, you know, your spending habits are tracked and, um, you know, big brother is out there. It just, it is what it is. Um, and like you said, just, you know, play by the rules. Um, unless you're, unless they're violating or, or taking away your God given rights, um, play by the rules. Don't, don't get yourself in trouble. And, you know, God put governments on this planet for a reason. Um, it would be even more havoc if we didn't have a government because I mean, if it's a free for all, then you know how bad that would be. So there is some good to government, but, um, I think we're beginning the stages of overreach and we just got to be careful. I think, um, how much we actually just hand over because it's easy to hand it over, but it's hard to get it back and they can, they may be able to just jump right in there and, and grab it again whenever they want. Michigan's uprising right now. Um, you know, and, and, and then you have uh, got the governor Cuomo. In fact, um, he just recently um, threw God into the picture by saying that uh, we are responsible for this thing slowing down, not God. In fact, here he is um, stating it himself. Uh, our behavior has stopped the spread of the virus. God did not stop the spread of the virus. Uh, and what we do, how we act, yeah. will dictate how that virus spreads. So, uh, you know, dude, that's crazy. Like, you know, the, the, you know, I had a friend of mine ask me, you know, if God's a good God, why would he allow this to happen? Why, you know, why would, he, why would he do this? Look, we're sinners in a fallen world. That's it. You know, and there's going to be rumors of wars and plagues and... And, and it's happening in front of our very eyes. And I think this is um, a, a pretty incredible time um, to, to to sit back and go, okay, uh, yeah. And plus, as, as an individual, as individuals and as a country and go, we've taken God out. We've, we've, we've pushed him out the door. And, um, and now all of a sudden we, 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 we want him back. I mean, what, what are your thoughts, Dad? I mean, we've been pushing God out of our country, schools and everything else for so long. Well, I think the governor, when he thinks about what he said, you know, he uh, he might rethink it and wish he had that statement back because, uh, yeah, everybody's trying and, you know, trying to do good and trying to do what's right. But um, uh, God's in control. Yes, uh, he is. I firmly believe that. And uh, when he wants this thing to end, it's going to end. And that's just my belief. But uh, the governor, I think he's going to have to sleep on something and think about this again yeah that what about you i think he's going to be sleeping on a thorn that's what he's going to be sleeping on no i i actually have a couple different articles that a, a good friend of mine had posted um and i thought this was interesting um this person that posted is a microbiologist actually and said social distancing mask wearing and gloves will not stop or slow down the spread of a highly virulent virulent pathogen you need medical grade gear to have fighting chance. That is why our medical personnel need it. So they go on. So it's kind of interesting that it's saying the same thing that I've been wondering all this time and read about that these cute little masks everybody are making with fun material are really 
they make you feel better, wear it, but they're not really doing anything. Yeah. Um, and then another article, which I thought this was interesting as well from her. It, the whole thing is about building our immune system. Is it, or your body can fight this. You just have to build your immune system. But Professor um, Yitzhak Ben um, Israel of Tel Aviv University also serves on the Research and Development Advisory Board for Teva Pharmaceuticals, plotted the rates of the new coronavirus infections, and basically says, he goes through, he's like, of all the, all the, U.S., Sweden, U.K., all that, the numbers told a shocking story, irrespective of whether the country quarantined like Israel or went about business as usual like Sweden, coronavirus peaked and subsided at the, exa- the exact same way, in the, ex- um, the exact, in the exact same way. His graphs show all countries experienced seemingly identical coronavirus infection patterns with a number of infected peaking in the sixth week and rapidly subsiding by the eighth week. So... So many things that I have read, too, are saying all this quarantine and stuff is a really kind of way over the top because we could do nothing and we'd have the same results, yeah. quite honestly. And I've always felt like that. Um, but that's really what I've been looking at is at what point – I mean, because I've had this talk with my dad, even not an argument, but, you know, my dad wears a mask when he goes every – not everywhere, but several places and – um, you know, and I said, dad, if I was down there around you and my, and my stepmother who has, you know, already has, you know, allergy issues and stuff, I would wear one just to make sure that I didn't get something that I could give to you. But am I necessarily working about worried about getting it myself? No. I mean, I walk I mean, I went to Walmart the other day and he, I thought he was gonna have a heart attack. And I was like, dad, I talked to him the whole, he's like, you're in the Walmart. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you don't have a mask. I said, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I just... And I guess with me and, you know, I think a lot of people that don't have faith would probably think that I'm crazy, but, you know, God's got this and I have my appointed time. And if coronavirus is it, it is it. If I'm going to get hit by a car in 20 years, I'm gonna, I, you know, I don't know, but I can't live in fear of this. I don't live in fear of this any more than I live in fear of getting the flu. And I don't get a flu vaccine either. I don't think anybody's saying that this isn't, and yeah, this is a serious flu. I mean, any flu, if you've ever had the flu, you know, it's serious. Oh, I mean, yeah. so, but, but I think just the numbers that the, that the Murray model and the Imperial college models had kicked out initially. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with this is that we don't have a, we don't have a definitive start to the curve. We're trying to flatten and the data that's going into the model um, um, is very, very noisy. There's so much noise in the data. So, um, you know, I think you have to roll with the model. You have to actually amend and adjust the projections as you go along, uh, especially as the model begins to pr- be proven erroneous. And um, Fauci, uh, which I call him Dr. Farsi or Farce, uh, I mean, you know, he's he had he has not done that. He, uh, you know, and I think Trump recently he's just basically said, look, I mean, we're going to get this got to get this country back up and running because the downstream impact of not getting our country back up and running is probably um, in most definitely more dangerous than the vi- than this virus itself. Um, so it is kind of crazy, but the overreach of the government, um, I mean, Gretchen Whitmer, Governor Gretchen, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, dad, she's crazy. She wouldn't even let you buy seeds to, to, to plant a garden. Yeah. She's a little overwhelming right there, but it's, she's getting, being paid for it too right now. Yeah, uh, I, they're 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 uh, 
Michigan's standing up for that. They're like, look, we're you're not gonna you you you, you that's too far. I mean, even I mean, even that's ridiculous. Seeds, seriously? Yeah, even the, even China China President Jinping is like uh, he's pretty he he's got to be impressed with her, right? That's what the it's another Babel of Babylon B um, article it says here that. Um, he said that she's got some pretty good ideas, stopping people from gathering together and with their families and ordering people to not buy seeds. They can't even plant their own food now. We haven't even thought of these innovative approaches. So we're always looking for more ways to oppress people, and we really are really inspired by by Whitmer's approach. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's a good one. And, you know, we always like to ask uh, Barney Fife what he thinks about um, overreaching and um, uh, just senseless politicians and uh, Barney, what's what's your take on, on on these guys? Next thing you know, they'll be on motorcycles wearing them leather jackets and zooming around. They'll take over the whole town, a rain of terror. Oh man, you're exactly right. I mean, he is he's good. That's good stuff right there. I mean, he's, I, he's I love the I love the Andy Griffith. I mean, Andy Griffith show and Barney Fife. I'd vote for him for president, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know about Barney. <laughs> Maybe Andy, Maybe not Andy. Barney. Yeah, Barney. What about what about Otis? The one the one bullet wonder. Uh, yeah. Dad, who's your favorite character on uh, on uh, Andy Griffith's show? Gotta like Barney. You don't? No, you gotta like Barney. Oh, you gotta. Oh, you gotta like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta the, like Barney. Yeah. He's the best part of the whole show. I, I think if Barney doesn't happen, that show doesn't. That, that show I doesn't. didn't like the later episodes. First of all, they were in color, which I did not like. Yeah. And Barney wasn't, and I'm like, what are we watching? This isn't even the show. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't, doesn't roll without Barney. It, it, yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, my favorite show. A uh, little tidbit. I go to bed every night um, and watch one episode every night. That's my thing. And I can attest to that because he lays on his side of the bed, turned away <laughs> from me with his headset on, watching a Andy Griffith. Well, it's it's just right, night, right, be, right before I go to bed, just throw a little, little something on there, you know. So, um, decompression time. Yeah. So when we take the edge uh, off, take the edge yeah, off, take exactly. the edge off, exactly. <laughs> So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, are we sheep to slaughter here or, um, you know, or, or can we just put our, let's just put our trust in Christ. And maybe this is an opportunity to share the gospel a little bit more. We'll be right back. All right, so, uh, Dad, uh, you know, you share the gospel often, um, and that's a good thing. You know, you're a part of the 3% of Christians that do. Statistically, it's gone up. It used to be two. 97% of Christians are on the sideline when it comes to uh, the gospel. So there's two ways to share Christ, informationally and incarnationally. Incarnational evangelism is how you how you handle yourself, how you carry yourself, um, your mannerisms, everything else. Informational evangelism is sharing the gospel with information, speaking to people. And uh, as I often like to say, um, you know, share the gospel and when necessary, use words. So, um, Dad, you you um, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I, I I believe that this is an excellent opportunity and an excellent time to be a Christian, even though it's crazy. Um, mortality is yet again, you know, right in our face. It happened with Kobe. We realize how short life is and how instantly it can be taken away from you when Kobe Bryant was killed. Now here we are with this crisis. Um, 
and uh, and no knock on Kenny Rogers, but no one to hold him and no one to fold him. I mean, he he bowed out before the before the coronavirus. I'm not. I'm just saying he, he knew when to go out. Um, but um, I mean, it our, our mortality is right in front of us. We see it every day. We hear it every day, and this is an opportunity to share the gospel with others um, more so than than any right now. What do you think? I agree. Uh, there, I mean, I heard on on television that uh, uh, in one church, it was a big church that they gave the service, and they had uh, twenty thousand over twenty thousand people commit to Christ. And that was, you know, when you, when the service is over, they give you a hotline or a number to call and whatever. They were overwhelmed, overwhelmed with people calling in and accepting the Lord. And hmm. I didn't hear the message, but it had to be very powerful. And uh, I'm sure on Easter Sunday, there's a lot of powerful messages going around or that went around. And, and, and I would just be thrilled to death that those numbers are true. And, you know, you take it based on all those numbers with all around the country. I mean, that that would be just a, a unbelievable shot in the arm. You, you hate to see a a virus bring somebody, you know, to the Lord that caused it. But you know, whatever it takes. Uh, I talked to a, a guy one time, and you know, we, we talked about being in Vietnam, and he said, "I've never seen. I've been in a foxhole." He said, "I've never been in a foxhole." where somebody wasn't praying to the Lord, as everybody. Yeah. So when you get in certain situations, you know you know where to turn, or a lot of people know where to turn. And if they don't, they're, if they had thought about it before, they're definitely thinking about it now. Yeah, most definitely. Um, if I, if I thought you were going to say something. You acted like you were going to say something. <laughs> I was. Um, so... Um, yeah, and and you know what I think is is really interesting, Dad, is that um, uh, abortion clinics are open because um, they're, they're necessities, right? Uh, yeah, well, abortion essential, abortion essentials. clinics are open, um, and then uh, but but we can't go to church. You know, it's just crazy. And uh, as you, um, you as can't you, buy seeds. You can't buy seeds. You can go to a, you can go to abortion clinic. But you, you can can't. go to abortion clinic and kill an unborn child, though you can't. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I believe I, in Florida they changed it. I oh, believe good. in Florida they changed it. You couldn't go to church, and then now I think you can go to church. Oh, you, oh, you can in Florida now. Okay. I think. Don't don't quote me, but I think I I think I heard that. Well, you guys ought to try it out next weekend. <laughs> well, we're going to stay close. <laughs> you know, we have church on TV. We have church <laughs> on TV, and uh, our our church has decided to keep on keeping on, and until further notice yeah okay well and we're actually you know we're actually it might be a god thing too where being online and just people like me or you or you know our members just getting the word out hey sunday morning at 10 10 embrace church at mount bird we're going to have a sermon the the numbers are picking up so we're picking up people that We've been maybe trying to reach for a long time in our neighborhoods that have not come to our church and, you know, that maybe need a church. And, and this is kind of getting them indoctrinated. They're seeing what we're like. They're seeing who we are. And, 
you know, hopefully they say, hey, I, I kind of like that place. When this thing settles down, I'm, that's where I'm going to go visit. So, so you know, you it guys... may, this thing may be working, you know, in, in a lot of different ways. How are you guys doing those services? Is it is it like your pastor at ha- is it at his house or like what are the sermons no. like? I haven't seen it. He he's actually goes to the church, and we have uh, a husband and wife uh, that do the music, and we have some a couple folks that do the filming and so forth. So I would say there's a, probably a max of five people in the church. So you're you're talking about all, online. You know, but they kind of do. Yeah, and then and then they're filming it, and it's live yeah. mm-hmm. online. There's just yeah. no audience. And yeah, there's like a, lot, yeah. a lot of churches are doing that, and and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's reaching yeah. it's reaching a lot of people. Um, I do think there is the element of fellowship, like of actually seeing people that's being missed. I would hate to see us as a church body get comfortable with just doing church in a, in the house. You know what I mean? Because no, I'm saying. Glass half full, half empty. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, so what am I going to do? I'm going to take something that's empty, and I'm going to try to make it half full, and that's, okay, let's reach out to the people this way. And then when this thing is all over and we all meet, hopefully people will remember, hey, that was a pretty good sermon. That looks a pretty, like a cool place to go to or a nice place to go to, and I'm going to attend that church. Yeah. Well, it's less intimidating. You can yeah. try they're going to reach people that we've never reached before. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many services, like especially on Easter. I mean, you could just scroll down Facebook, and I, I mean, yeah. I had like five to choose from, and you don't normally have that, so it's so easy to to find something because it's kind of like everybody's doing it. But it's nice because I I scroll through and I watch part of a some tabernacle in New Jersey or New York that. I'd never heard before, and and I I caught the tail end of it, but it was really nice. It was just to catch something different and to hear, um, to hear something different. So I think that was because I would never have a chance to go there. Mm-hmm. So people might not well, I try. Thought, a we saw three church services on Sunday mm-hmm. on TV. Oh yeah, and I didn't even have to shave. <laughs> he didn't even have to shave. I got I got I got to give you a little. I got to give you a little laughter on that one. That was good. Yeah, you don't wear ties either, do you? You don't. You don't like. You're, you're not a tie guy. No, I'm anti-tie. So you're anti-tie. Oh, so, so yeah. if if you oh. had if you had your druthers, you, you would just be, uh, just some gym shorts, a beard, and no tie. And uh, you do brush your teeth though. The hat with the hair. I think he'd do the hat. With oh the yes, hair. he has yeah. the he has the hat with the hair. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a beard guy either. But uh, uh, you did. Yeah, I mean, I could bit. just hang out. I could hang out. Yeah, I could. I could just hang out. Uh-huh. I heard dress pant futures are down right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, um, all right. Well, so so excellent time to share the gospel, um, Dad. You and Mom both continue to do that. Um, uh, I am personally grateful um, for you and Mom um, raising me in a Christian home, and I've been a Christian now for forty three years. Um, and uh, haven't regretted a, sing- a single day of it. That's right. We were, we were both baptized on the same day, March the fourth, nineteen seventy nine. And that's yep. something. Just um, remember, I went down first. You did, yes. <laughs> so he's been a Christian longer. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, yeah. a baptized Christian, Christian longer. But baptism, <laughs> baptism doesn't save you. It's just symbolic. But your decision I for know. Christ. I know. We got to be careful. You know? We're gonna be misleading people. Um, so. 
Because, uh, yes, I know you will correct me. If well, I, I mean, look, ba- you know, baptism, it's not about what we do. That's an act of obedience, symbolic of our of our faith in Christ, our, our, new, our new life in Christ. So um, let's end on a, on a light note. Um, Dad, do you think college sports is going to be um, – you think college football is going to be on the docket this this year? What's what's going on? Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether there's a crowd or not a crowd, I mean, don't take college football away, please. Well, they could, you know, they could have it. They, they could have it without, without fans and just have it on TV. I don't know. I don't know why that they've actually suspended golf. I mean, they, they could do golf without the crowds and still put it on TV. That's a safe sport to keep playing. They're six feet apart anyway. Well, you've got spectators. That's that's what they're talking about. But if you didn't have spectators, I mean, you can do NASCAR, you can do tennis, and look how far they play against each other. Well, I away think from each other. Now, have you seen any of the iRacing NASCAR thing that they're doing now? I have not physically seen it. I've read about it. Okay, so uh, I I was very skeptical, and I'm I'm not a big fan of virtual like you know leagues and stuff like that. Although I don't mind a, a good sports video game, but Dad, they have got. They, they put together a presentation on Sundays uh, through iRacing, and it looks like and feels like you're watching the real race on Sunday. I mean, it's so graphically uh, – I mean, you have to look twice to, sh- to make sure that you're actually looking at a video game. And, and so all the drivers in NASCAR are racing in their homes with an iRacing rig and they're, you know, with a high-end computer, and they're all online, and they're racing against each other on these tracks that have been um, put together by lasers. They laser all the tracks. They have every bump and every groove and every track. It's so realistic. It's crazy. Just try it this weekend. Or D- if you DVR NASCAR already, you you can go up tonight and watch uh, a, a, the race from this past weekend. You would swear you're watching a race on Sunday. And the, and the drivers are just doing it at their houses. It's crazy. Well, it's a lot it's safer. Crazy. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. It looks so real. And then they have the announcers, um, the leaderboard. They have sponsors. They got, I mean, it's like they didn't even stop uh, racing. And no one's in this, obviously. I think I read where Dale, Dale Jr. came in third in an indie race. Yeah, I think he did. And they're doing dirt as well. Um, they're, you know, the USAC racing, they're doing all kinds of different. Uh, and, they, and they had a guy lose a sponsor as well. All on iRacing? Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy. Um, I think it, I forget who it was, but um, he he used a, a you know he a, password. Well, he he said the n word um, while he was racing, and um, uh, he lost his sponsor like 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 within minutes. They they announced, and um, you know I don't know what's going to happen there, but um, yeah. So they're they're taking it real serious, yeah. and I think that's a pretty good move on. I mean that's that shows that NASCAR is being really really nimble. Uh, now now the NBA is trying to have some one on one basketball video game where you know we, you know where the players are playing against each other and they're, they're they're trying to they're trying to do that as well on ESPN, but it doesn't that's, have quite the viewership. Well, because you're, you're, you're the guys in, in NASCAR, they're already sitting in a vehicle. Like well, so sitting in a video game isn't a whole lot different. They're not one-on-one playing a sport with a ball. Well, so I've seen like both of them. I've seen both of them. And the NBA one feels like you're watching two guys playing a video game against each other. The NASCAR video game presentation doesn't feel like that. It feels like you're watching a NASCAR race on the weekend. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think that's a lot that's easier to get that to work because you're already watching something where they're already 
in a car, you know what I mean? Versus a human that's out there on, you know, on the floor playing basketball. That's a whole lot different. I think it's going to be a, a lot more difficult, just like football. Well, I mean, I mean, the NBA simulators, the NBA 2K, 2K20. I mean, if, if you if you were far enough from a TV, you'd be like, hey, there's a there's a basketball game on TV. I mean, video games are that realistic these days. So here's the deal. If these guys are playing one on one basketball, do they have those things all over their bodies? No, they're, they're using they're playing? using their controllers. They're using a controller, but, but you're you driving wouldn't know a NASCAR. That. You're sitting in driving that, a thing versus sitting on a that, machine. You wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that when you when you watch the basketball game played on the video on the on the screen it doesn't you don't have a a, a, a guy walking around what's with the a, difference if the guy if it's if it's a computer oh playing God. it or a human playing it it's still <laughs> it, i'm just saying the video game of the basketball video game does look like i mean they have the real courts it, it, i mean nba 2k20 is legitimate too it is looks real I get that, but what's what if it's one on one and two guys are playing at their house one on one? What's the difference than if you're playing a video game with it? That's not very because exciting. Bub, if you don't if you don't slow down, you're not even gonna be able to watch your TV show uh, <laughs> yeah. in the bed. Well, I always have my <laughs> little I always have my little pad. You're gonna I, be out in the living room. I can go. IPad. I can go off into the into the corner and watch my little my little show. Well, I look for him sometimes. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. I just I just need to I just need to play one game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this was fun. I, I enjoyed the the, the college uh, thing and talking about the video games. Don't take our college football. Yeah, no, don't do that. Whatever you do, because that will be bad. Don't even. I think that's. We, a, we don't even want to take pro because we we want to watch the Chiefs again. Yeah, we love the Chiefs. Ooh, we we love the Chiefs. Chiefs. Glad they won this year. How you feel about that, Dad? You know, I've been a Chiefs fan my whole life. You have. Yeah, I, they, and they absolutely did Mahomes. it this year. Pat Mahomes is the man. Thanks for being on with us. Well, that was fun. Enjoyed it. Yeah, and um, we'll have to do it again. I want to get you and Mom on the show together. That will be really fun. Oh, we got to figure out how to do that. Because you know, we have to figure out some topic that they could talk about and just sit back and listen. We might have to wait till we get over the whole Corona thing. Get them up here. Oh, that could be good. Get them in the studio. Absolutely. I mean. Absolutely, we'd love to have you up here, nice and cool. And but uh, hey, Do we Dad, have to be in the same room. Uh yeah, it helps. Uh, I've got some cords. I've got some mic cords that we can run in other rooms. But that we just can wouldn't, be six feet apart. That wouldn't be uh, that, that wouldn't <laughs> be any fun. We are we are not always on the same page. You know, there are, sometimes we. Have that's why it'd be fun. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, makes it. it would be. It'd be like watching the view. <laughs> I'll, I'll just practice while I'm here. <laughs> Right, right, right. Uh, well, uh, we're all we're all rooting for college sports uh, because there'll be a lot of um, people that will psychologically will be depressed. It'll up. be depressing. Mm -hmm. It would be so depressing. There's no sports in the fall. I can't imagine. But anyway, um, I thanks. Think, I think we'll have it. We'll have it. I'm with you. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and be optimistic. Positive about that. In yes. glass half full because I I, I think it's gonna happen. I think. I think we're just going to shake this. Yeah, serious. People are dying from it, but people are dying from abortion. People are dying from car wrecks and drugs and everything else too. And it's the world we live in. We can't just live in fear. We can live in confidence in Christ and enjoy what he's blessed us with on this side of eternity. Sharing the gospel just like Russ Salerno Sr. does. And uh, all and you, all you other, all you other 3%. Yes, this is, and this is Bubba. 
uh, checking out. Um, love you guys. Dad, thanks thanks again for joining us. It was, it was fun. You got it. Enjoyed it. Right. See ya. Love you guys. Love, love you too. too. Bye now.